Hello, 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 and welcome to Holding Space with Whitney Jean. I'm your host, Whitney, and I am so grateful that you are here. Whether this is your first episode with me or you are returning, I am beyond grateful that the universe has led you to this exact moment, to this exact space with me. I cannot wait to share today's episode with you. I hope you enjoy. you guys we're back with the series all about living in your soul purpose and being fully present all the things and I'm really excited for the next guest Ashley Miss Ashley Yates she has worked in financing for a really long time and recently this year I think it was she left her corporate nine-to-five job to pursue what actually filled her soul and lit her soul on fire and I'm really excited to have her to share her wisdom, her experience, how everything's shifted for her in going from that nine to five to being an entrepreneur to all of the things. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on here with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to come on and talk with you today. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. So can you share a little bit about your story and and like all the things, your life story? Your yeah. Well, story? As, you, as you alluded, I spent the last... Um, over 11 years in the finance world, um, in the kind of traditional banking world. So I did lending. I was a commercial lender. I managed multiple employees throughout my 11 years. Um, but that was my world for, from the moment, I mean, I'm gosh, 19 from the moment I was 19 up until just this past year, that was everything I lived and breathed through that entire time. And was, I was hugely successful. I'll just say that. Um, very fulfilled by it as well. I loved having relationships with business owners and clients. Um, thought that was my forever. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the world was like, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, and throughout the pandemic really started doing a lot more soul searching of what ignites me, what gets me going, where's my passion, what do I love? And throughout that ended up meeting, um, or establishing a deeper connection with my now business partner. And that just kept going and exploding to where I finally had to step back and go, Hmm, maybe I'm not meant to be a banker for the rest of my life, which was a really, really scary conversation to have with myself. (laughs) Well, when your identity wraps up in that, and it's been your identity for so long, even the consideration of doing something different, you're like, wait, what, what? And, and no one would have ever thought that. And I also had a lot of, a lot of security in banking because I was a very young mom. And so to be able to get a well-paid professional job that did continue to bless me, I did continue to grow and I made great money as a single mom. And so it was almost like, I, am I turning my back on that? Um, 
so it was, it was crazy, but almost exactly a year ago, I made the decision to transition out of banking to be able to give more time to, um, these businesses that I created with my business partner, um, still had a nine to five. I went into a different industry that was a little bit, um, it wasn't going to be my end game. It was going to be kind of the way to get a paycheck while things kind of kept going, um, which is a silly transition now that I like look back on it because of course I hated it. <laughs> it was a stepping stone, but it did kind of allow me at least to break that. I'm not in banking anymore. And that was a really, really, really big hurdle for me to get over. Um, and then this spring I was like, this is silly. I can't give this company my attention. I need to give my company's attention. And so I went full throttle entrepreneur this spring. Ah, and <laughs> that's, I just love this because I think a lot of people take that safety step like you did in, okay, I'm going to do this. This will allow more time. This part-time job will allow more time for me to focus where I want to. And yep. for some people, maybe it's not, they can't jump fully in. And so they can relate with stepping, stepping in a direction of that. But like the fear that comes up of, can I live without my nine to five job? What right. if I don't provide like my income solely based on what I produce? Right. I'm not going to get like a benefit package from an HR department. What? <laughs> that was, it was all those silly things, which is, it's so normal because we're, we're so programmed from childhood that you go to school, then you get your job, you know, and you, and you think within that box mm-hmm. and when you start to think outside of that very traditional box, it's, it's almost meant to be scary. It's like, they make it seem so scary. What do you, so you don't have an employer paid health insurance. That's scary. You can't do that. That's, that's not okay. And then I rabbit hole down and I research and I was like, this isn't scary. <laughs> well, there's so much of that too, that people are afraid of. And it's just a lack of knowing. It's right. just a lack of understanding of like, what are the steps to get from point A to point B? And if they would just take the time to dive down the rabbit tr- hole, they'd realize it's actually not as scary as it oh. was made out to be. Yeah. And not at all. And then you almost come out of it going, what have I been doing? <laughs> So with the newfound freedom that you have in being an entrepreneur and not showing in the sense of like not showing up to a nine to five, being a little bit more flexible with your schedule, being able to decide your hours when you are working, when you're not working, how's that shift been for you? It's been good. It's funny though, because, um, I know right before we started recording, we were talking, I just was on vacation last week. And so it was, yeah, it was the very first like full week long vacation where, I wasn't coordinating anything. There was no vacation time or boss or, or any of it. It was like, no, we could leave this day or we could leave this day or we could come back this day or we could extend if we wanted to. And there was, it was such a sense of freedom of as long as I'm managing me. And of course, I, again, I do have a business partner. So, you know, maybe giving her a heads heads up. Um, That was, I finally experienced that. We done like little, like three, three days, but this was like the first I'm gone Monday through Friday, a whole week. And it was just, nobody cared. (laughs) I love that. So for me, I'm very much so in the energy world. And I know that you'll understand what I'm saying, but certain things hold certain codes. And so for me, when I experience something that's out of like my norm, or it's a stretch for me, or it's in a space that's not really ultimately not my norm, 
it, they have codes within it that I'm like, oh, this is a possibility. Yeah. Like this has been a possibility this whole time that was untapped because I didn't, it wasn't even within my awareness. And because I put myself in that space, everything changed. Do you feel like everything changed from being able to take this week long trip and yeah. have that level of freedom? It was, it was a huge shift. And I know another one's coming because I have three children and they go back to school in two weeks. So this will be the first time doing that, drop the kids off at school in the morning. And if you're a working parent listening and watching this, you know, I mean, the stress of getting kids up, of getting them to school, of getting to work on time, that dreaded phone call, if all of a sudden, maybe one of the kids wakes up sick and now you have to call in sick. So I know another really big ones coming when there's, I, I don't face any of that mm-hmm. or it's the, like, I go back home and I'm like, I'm still at home and my kids are at school. <laughs> the next level of freedom. Of, yeah. Next level of freedom. So, and, and I feel like that's a big one. A lot of people, when their kids get sick, they're like, well, what am I supposed to do? I have a job. Like I can't just take the day off or it's a lot more. It's a lot more difficult to talk to someone and be like, I need to take this day off than being able to, to control your schedule like that. So that's, it's exciting. And that's not to say, I mean, being a business owner is still stressful as I'll get out, Um, but it's been really fun to just embrace those freedoms and take them because it's, it's those freedoms that you, that you want, right. It's that, that's what you look forward to when you're an entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. I'm just really trying to give those, um, steps and those things that come up the, the energy that they, they they deserve, Mm -hmm. because those are the things that, you know, you're like, Oh, I wish I had the freedom. And I work seven days a week now. Like I don't even have days. Off. Right. I work well, all the time now owning my own business. <laughs> so I really just wanted to make sure to like honor those moments where I'm like, no, this, this is what you fought for. It was, it was this moment right here. Totally. And I think that even as an entrepreneurship, it's like, yes, you have the flexibility to do what you want, but the lines bleed into each other. It's not like you go home and you're done with work. you you go home and you're still working. You, right. you as an entrepreneur, you do work seven days a week. There's right. no all ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> And so having a partner, maybe this is something we could discuss too, having a partner that understands the entrepreneurship life and that work doesn't stop because you're home. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you guys un- have an understanding there or has that been difficult or? Yeah, no, it's been, it's, it's funny because we do business meetings every Monday. So before this, I was, I was with um, Tyan, my business partner. And one of the topics was school starting back up. We're kind of in that last muddle of summer where it's like, we still want to be able to honor the business time we have together where we're, we don't put our mom brains on. So making sure, you know, we're not bringing the kids to the meetings. You know, we have daycares and school programs for a reason. That way we can still kind of go business mode, mom mode, but then to the same regard of, we both have very hard deadlines where it's like, I don't, I don't talk business on Sundays. Sunday's just that like, I want to veg or I want to hang out with my family. And I just, I don't talk business on Sundays, which is funny because my business partner, Tan loves working on Sundays. <laughs> so that was a really fun thing we had to work through because to her, you know, she, her just blasting off some texts like, Hey, what about this or this or this? It, I was like, I'm in bed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to turn that brain on. And so we had to work through a lot of those, like, what are your time boundaries? What are my time boundaries? Um, because otherwise you live, breathe and you, you wake up and you go, oh my gosh, I haven't not thought about my business a single moment 
the past seven days. And that can, that can burn you out just as much. So we've had to work through a lot of that. We have very different schedules when it comes to that on what we, when we like working, Mm -hmm. I love working late at night. She hates it. So I know if I have these ideas, no, Ashley, write them in your notebook. Don't text her. You know, she's in a bath or she's reading or she's watching a movie with her family. Respect each other's boundaries on that. And how's that, how has that process been? Because you guys are so different in that aspect. It's, it's good. I think the nice thing about her and I is we have no issues being like, Hey, Sunday, you know, F off. Right. <laughs> And it's not taken the wrong way. And it's like, oh, shoot, shoot. You're right. You're right. You're right. So as we have a lot of grace with each other and a lot of just like, we're not perfect. You know, I know if she does text me on a Sunday, she's not trying to be, to, to take that away from me. She just got excited about something. And so you're allowed, you know, as long as you have that patience and that grace with each other, you don't expect perfection from somebody. It's just the like, sounds great. Let's talk tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Have a good day. You know, and it's, we move on. I love that. I love that. Uh, when it comes to like the paradigm of like with the transition of working, when it comes to the mental headspace and the mindset space of working really hard, have you found a dynamic change within, okay, I can be sitting here and not working on my business and I'm still just as productive, quote unquote, for those who are listening, not watching, of I'm still just as productive, even if I'm not producing physically within my business right now and I'm taking time for myself. That's been for sure something I've been working on this past year, especially coming from that nine to five. And I was also salary nine to five. So it's like, I was nine to five, but I also was nine to 10, nine to 11. Um, and that feeling of working Monday through Friday versus like, I can give four hours on a Monday. And if I get all of my to do done, not filling it with clutter, Mm-hmm. those other four hours is actually more productive than just trying to fill it with clutter. And that's something you get really used to having to do when you work a nine to five is you fill your life with clutter, with things that don't need to be done because you're just expected to do something. I'm paying that's- you a job and you're like, no, almost totally. the break room. <laughs> totally. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that. That, that is so amazing because like, How many people take that into their business where they're like, oh my gosh, I have to be, or anything, I still have to be producing because, I mean, this is a set amount of hours that I need to be producing, like I need to be producing right now. Versus I have my list to do. And when it's, if it's done in an hour, it's done in an hour and don't fill it with clutter and, or don't fill your day to where you're working so far ahead, because that's also not beneficial. Um, That's, it's, it's been a fun shift. I'm a very quick worker. I always have been, I've always had to fill a lot of my time with clutter. Mm-hmm. So it's my habit to do. And as I've like slowly stopped doing it, it's like, Oh my gosh, I probably work three hours a day, which what's your human design type projector projects. I knew it. How have you, how has learning your human design type shifted the way that you look at things as well? Life-changing. Yeah. I mean, life-changing because that is what it's don't overwork yourself acknowledge that you can do 10 times more in a very small amount of time um I've always felt a lot of shame and guilt around how much rest I need and I'm married to a manifesting generator who just wants to freaking go all day long and so, so what's his what's his authority is he a sacral or is he an emotional or let me look um 
So it was, it, I think for both of us though, it was absolutely life-changing. Like, Hey, you want to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday and go hike. Mm-hmm. Bye. Go do it. You know, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> I want to sleep in until noon. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just for all of it. It's been, it's been really, I wouldn't even just say fulfilling, but it's also just been like, um, solar plexus emotional for his, this is his authority. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it was almost, what's the word I'm trying to use? Um, I'm going to completely brain fart on this. I felt like it finally gave me the justification to be who I was. I am meant to help lead. I am meant to help guide. I see things from so many different angles. And for the longest time, I couldn't understand why everybody doesn't see it that way. I'm always the one being like, well, the play devil's advocate here, you know, cause I, I see a situation and it's like, there's seven angles of it. Why isn't everybody looking at all seven angles? All right. And cause that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help guide and lead, but I'm also here to not work 24 hours a day. And I always just, I always felt so much shame around that. And so it's like, I said, it's like that justification where it's like, Hey, no, I'm not actually lazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay that I need more rest because in the three hours I'm not resting, I got more done than 95% of people in eight hours. Right. But uh, feeling feel, my life flutter is awful for me. It's, do you, it's me. do you feel like a lot of that came from the way that you were brought up, like social conditioning within your family, that you have that judgment and shame around it? Like, are you the high achiever archetype where it's like, now I have to navigate all these feelings of like having to produce and produce all the time. And was that like learned behavior for you? I maybe a little bit. Um, I mean, school did always, I feel like I'm that, that typical nineties kid. It was like, school came so easy to me. So I, it also taught me to be a great procrastinator, (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of that was also, I don't want to give an entire week to an assignment. I know I can get done in two hours. Um, but it was, I was, I had a lot of pressure on even myself. I did every club I could possibly do. I did every sport I could possibly do. Um, a B was an F in my household. You didn't get B's. Um, so there was a little bit to that. I think a lot of it was self-driven and a lot of it stemmed maybe after high school, because I did become such a young mom. I put so much pressure on myself to overcome that to me being that young mom, having to drop out of college, having to go get a nine to five job that the shame I carried for years around that. So it was always just like, do more, do more, do more, be successful, overcome it. Don't let anyone, you know, think that you're taking advantage or that you've not made it. I think a lot of what drove me, especially in my twenties was being that young single mom and that just insane drive to not feel that shame around and not feel like you're failing because you were a young mom, right. To go from, you know, graduating where everyone's like, Oh my gosh, Ashley is going to go become an attorney in New York. Or, you know, she's, she's going to go just do these crazy things too. Did you hear about Ashley? Yeah. She got knocked up and had to drop out of college. Right. Uh, I, and I can only imagine how many people have that narrative where they're like, I don't want this to be the reason that I, I fail. Like, I don't want them all to be right on right. saying, oh, look what Ashley's doing. Look what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I know that was a huge driver in my early twenties to just always just drown myself, whether it was, um, 
way over, way over committing myself to the community and all of the nonprofits that I did and the organizations to always taking that extra, you know, project or assignment my boss wanted to give me. It was always just like, yep, yep, yes, 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 yes. You know. <laughs> and you know, what's so, so funny is like to look back in hindsight, I remember so many times having the conversation with you where it was like, Hey, are you sure you're not over committing yourself? Hey, your energy is saying like, slow down, like, Hey, and you're like, no, I love doing all these things. And it was like, you were in a million miles an hour in a hundred different directions. And I was like, but what if you rested? (laughs) What if you didn't? And that's where my entire body is programmed to rest. And it's, it's funny because you'll, you'll, you'll research human design. It's like, no, you can, you can be like an energizer bunny, but you're, you're basically like, you're turning like the crack party of your brain on where you're just like, I can do this. I can do this. And then the moment I had, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. What was was that moment? Um, I think because I hold myself in such high, it was the moment where I finally, and it took a lot. It took a lot of being overcommitted for me to finally hit that level where I was actually what I was giving out was being affected. You know, I could only be such like so good of a manager and a leader to my team at the bank. I could only do so much with the businesses. I had just started with Tyann. I could only be so good of a board member to all these organizations. And it was when it was finally like, gosh, I don't, again, B's are, B's are F's to me. I can't give you B effort. And I'm starting to give a lot of B and C effort here. And it crushed me. And I was like, huh. Maybe Do you I'm feel like it was, it was because it wasn't in alignment with you anymore? I think a big part of that was, I think once I realized how much my passion ignited with having my own businesses, it really affected my ability to give a hundred percent to the bank. Mm-hmm. And that weighed on me heavily. Cause I had, I had people counting on me. I mean, aside from just the, the clients, I managed a team of eight or nine and to know that I wasn't giving them a hundred percent. That was like, I can't do this. Like, that's not fair to them because I, that was the part I loved about my job. That was the part of, you know, peach mango was that helping others. Well, I had nine people I was trying to help right here and they were being affected by it. Right. And I, I love that because it's like, how can I act in integrity of one who I am and what I'm offering the people that are counting on me? Like that is the epitome of a move to make to act in integrity of not only yourself, but for them. Right. And that's where it's, things started to shift a lot faster then. Cause I was just like, Oh, Nope, you're right. I can't do this. And so I started saying no to some organizations that wanted me to join their board. And I, within about two months made the decision when I had like realized that was giving my resignation was moving on from the bank. Um, I just joke about the, I went into title for that, those six or seven months. And it was just, it is what it is. I left on good terms. They, you know, they knew everything from the get-go that I had these companies and I was like, I never imagined them to be this much, but also you deserve more. Mm-hmm. I can't give you more. And that's right. And that's it's not, not fair. fair. Not fair to either of us, you know? And it was funny. I gave him a resume. He's like, this, who's the, who's the boss here? And I was like, I never stopped being a boss. <laughs> so oh, what, what would you say your sole purpose is? I am such a junkie for helping other people. And I I try to niche that down as much as I possibly can. Um, But it really is just being in a place where I can help guide and, and help others see what I see in them. 
because I see so much, whether it be like at a business level or personal level, it's like, I, like I said, I, I see like seven different angles of it. And that's like, I've just, I've spent my entire life seeing everyone's full potential and not feeling like I'm in the place where I can be like, hello. Right. Well, and even as a projector, (laughs) well, even as a projector, it's like, you have to be invited. Like part of it is like being invited to offer your advice. You have all of these ideas and you see all of these things. And it's like, well, I need to be invited. Can I share these things with you? Because like, please invite me. Please, please, can I help? (laughs) Please, I will pay you to help you. (laughs) And literally being able to step into a position which you are of business coaching, life coaching, uh, relationship coaching, money coaching, like you, I feel like when I think of Ashley, I think of, okay, how can I better improve your life in any area that you need assistance? And, and as the projector, it's like, yes, please let me help you. And so people committing to that coaching with you, committing to that mentorship with you is that permission to, oh my gosh, I see all these things for you. Let's create some magic. And it's been fun because I I, I even get it on the photography because for Wild Lux, you know, we're just, we're just shooting photos, Mm -hmm. but it's not to me. It's really being able to come in and it's also helping you see you for who you really are. And that is still helping. It's being Mm -hmm. able to kind of unlayer that self-doubt that you can see so entwined with them or how they see themselves. I mean, like, no, you don't get to see yourself that way anymore. This, like, this is who you are. So I love the photography side. I love being able to help people really see the true them. I love the peach mango side. I mean, truly I love helping businesses and I get that from the banking world and that doesn't get to go away. Um, you know, the, two or three companies so far that have brought me in to help kind of business consult have filled overflowed my bucket of what I love to do. So whether it's business consulting and helping in that regard, um, a lot of the others that have been, I have been asked, right. I have been invited, um, have been about marriage. Interesting. I've been either on the marriage or on like the parenting. Um, I had, I've had a couple where it's a very step parent type relationship. Cause I am a proud step parent. I have a stepdaughter and it's, it's hard. It is such a daily battle of boundaries and overstepping and your heart being crushed and communication needs and setting aside feelings and negativity. Um, and then it's been a lot of marriage. I got pretty vulnerable this last year with my story of experiencing my own marriage issues. And that's kind of stemmed a lot of others to reach out. Um, I don't know why, but it seems like this community put my husband and I on this weird pedestal before of like perfection. And I'm just like, where? <laughs> I'm going to shatter this idea for you. Like, let's get real for a minute. But I think that it takes a lot of standing in your power to be that vulnerable and be like, hey, I know you've put us on a pedestal, which people have a tendency to do in general with people that they feel like some aspect of their life is what they desire or some characteristic that they embody. They're like, I want to embody that. And so then they like the natural thing for people to do is to put people on pedestals and forget that they're freaking human too. They make mistakes. They're struggling. They struggle to make certain decisions too. Like they're, they're human or relationships. Like with you guys, it's like, yes, we have a a great relationship, but it's not perfect. And, and being able to show those true colors of like, 
we may, this may look perfect or you may have put us on a pedestal, but here's a reality check. It's not perfect. The real, real. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So it's been fun. It's been, it's still a shift. I'm still shifting. I'm still having to learn how to not be a worker, you know, that little worker bee. Mm -hmm. Um, but every time somebody reaches out to invite me to help them like, Oh yeah, this here it is. So it's been life-changing. I love that. Ah, is there, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Like, what is a piece of advice that you've ever been given that changed your whole reality? Or what's a piece of advice you could give the listeners that will shift their whole reality from your point of view? I think what has stuck with me for quite a while is when I was tiptoeing around this idea, when I was trying to break the mold of like, I can do this and it's scary. You, of course you run through the what ifs. What if it doesn't work out? What if I'm not making money? What if I can't pay my bills? What if, and I had somebody go, okay, what if? And I'm like, well, yeah, what if? And she's like, yeah, no, what if? How bad is bad? And she's like, what, fine, what's your plan B? And I was like, oh, well, plan B would be this. And she's like, okay, what's plan C? I'm like, okay, well, I guess plan C would be this. And I mean, it took two, and she just kept going. And I was like, okay, D, E, F, G. And she was like, we'll give you one. (laughs) Right. And she's like, you do realize you just lift, listed off 12 different ways that you can pivot. None of which sounded bad. Right. And it's, so it's, we get so locked into this. It's scary that we don't stop and pause and go, what is so scary? Mm -hmm. Because my plan B, C, D, E, and F are still not scary. Viable options. It was truly, I I think it was maybe five or six down where I was like, oh, well then I'd have to just, I'd go back to banking. She's like, oh, that sounds awful. You're right, man. Life ending, right? (laughs) And she's like, what are you so afraid of? Like your plan B through G are still great lives. And it, it just, it stuck with me of, it's like, we get so lost in the idea of being a failure that we don't actually stop to go, what does failure look like? And is it that scary? And like, if I do experience that, will it be the end of all for me? Or will it be a moment where I get to rise from the ashes? And I also... It, she was right. It was, it was just the idea of failing. It was just like overwhelming, scared. We'd, we'd bankrupt, we'd lose the house. And she's like, in what world, <laughs> in what world? And I was right. like, Oh, maybe you're right. She, you know, it was that. So the biggest advice is just when you're, when you're looking at that fear, peel the layers off that fear because you get so afraid of being afraid. You're not, you're not, not even looking at it clearly. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid of Z. And she's like, how many, how many levels do you have to serve like pass to get to Z? She's like, you don't, you just think you're an idiot. Like you think you're just going to blink and go from A to Z and not, not have anything in place to like maybe stop yourself. And I was like, well, no, she's like, well, then why are you afraid of Z? You're on A. And I was like, oh, I, I had a mentor say something very similar in the sense of she's like, you have 
the tool, like maybe you've been there, maybe you've been at rock bottom and maybe you're afraid of going back to rock bottom. And she's like, but what have you navigated in the last few years that allowed you to get to this point that if you were in that situation, would you navigate it the same way? No, you have different tools that you have different resources. You have different things within reach for you that you'll never allow yourself to get to that point. So why are you living in fear of getting to that point? Right. Why are we talking about a scenario that you'd have to, you'd have to go through so many other levels that you should be able to, you know, it's like, you have the tools, you have the knowledge, you have the ability. Why are you thinking you'd ever get there? And she's like, you're not going to foreclose on your house. And I was like, yeah, I guess not. I guess that probably won't happen. <laughs> okay. You're right. <laughs> Fine. I probably won't file for bankruptcy. And she's like, I don't like, why are we even talking about this? <laughs> but those are big fears that people allow to expand and expand and expand. And they continuously fuel it with that fear. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden they're so afraid. And they're like, well, what am I afraid of? Like right. everything. <laughs> right. All of it. I'm afraid of life at this point. You're like, oh, hmm. Okay. I was afraid of Z Mm -hmm. and she's like, in what reality do you surpass the other, what, 25 letters Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just, she goes, it doesn't happen. Like, fine. Be afraid of B that at least makes a little bit more sense and let that fuel you, but don't, don't be afraid of this other stuff. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. It just puts things in perspective. Thank you for having this conversation with me. Thank you for being a guest. And if anybody wants to be, to connect with you, where can they connect with you? Yeah, we've got, um, you can follow me personally, um, on Instagram, Mrs. Ashley Yates. We have peach mango society all over Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Um, and we also have wild Lux portraits. So peach mango is that growth, that women community that coming together to overcome, um, wild Lux is of course, body positive and getting to see the beauty in life through photography. Um, and then my page is all about the shit show of being a parent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of everything, a little bit I of also, everything sprinkled in. <laughs> I love it. I also want to mention that if you are considering getting photos done, I 10 out of 10 recommend checking out wild Lux. When we did at, when you offered that mini shoot with yeah. the monochromatic and like the little shoot, um, I was looking through those photos and I was like, oh my gosh, I just love all these photos. And it wasn't just the photos and the outcome and the the physical having the photos that were amazing. It was the experience in itself. Like I spent 20 minutes with Ashley and Tyann and it was the most fun 20 minutes. Sean and I left and I was like, that was so fun. Like I had so much fun just spending 20 minutes in the studio. He jumped in with some fo- with some of our photos and he's like, you're just so cute. And I'm like, like it it was like the cutest date 20 minutes ever. Yours. It was, it's fun. It's, it's funny. We'll get like reviews and I'm like, I don't know how I laughed, cried, (laughs) like smiled the entire time in, you know, whatever, 20, 30, 40 minutes. I don't know how I went through every emotion in the book. (laughs) Literally, literally. And I think it's just because you're in, you're so vulnerable being in front of the lens, not being in control of like, how are they seeing me? How are they capturing me? What do they see that I don't see? And it's that vulnerability aspect. And I think that's also why your guys's boudoir sessions are so powerful. Your empowerment sessions are so powerful is because it's like, let's strip off all the layers that you're hiding behind and let's fucking look at them and see how fucking stunning you are. 
Yep. That's there. They'll always be my favorite because you strip off the clothes and the vulnerability just skyrockets. But then as you work through that, you walk away. And again, it's like the photos are beautiful and they're amazing, but it's like the confidence you, you walk away with. Yeah, it's the feeling. It's the like, these photos are beautiful, but it's, it's how I felt walking out of the studio. 1000%. That's, ah, all right. What was that? That's, that's what makes it. That's what's, that's what's unique. No, totally, 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 totally. It's all about the experience that people have when they walk through your doors and it like the photos are just a, a, a byproduct of it. The photos are just a bonus. Yep. I love it. All right. Thank you, Ashley. And Thanks. I will talk to you soon. Bye. I just want to take a moment to express my gratitude for you allowing me to be a part of your journey through this podcast. It brings me so much pleasure and so much joy to be a contribution to you in any way that I possibly can. If you loved what you heard today, or if you were triggered by what was what was said today, I would love if you would leave me a review with any epiphanies, anything that was cleared up for you, any episode favorites, so that I can continue offering you and creating valuable content that is a contri- contribution to you. I would just be so, so thankful. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time to be in this space with me. I love you so much.